<laughs> we did it finally. <laughs> yes, I cannot wait. The sophisticated, fashionable matriarch on the Upper East Side of Manhattan, Hollywood's elegant lady known as her character, Lily Van Der Witsen, now known as Laura Waite in ABC hit series Quantico, along with Priyanka Chopra, my muse ever since 2017. I cannot believe I'm having this conversation with her today. This is surreal. No further introduction needed. Kelly Rutherford, welcome. Oh, thank you so much. How are you? <laughs> I'm really well, thank you. I'm actually so excited to have this conversation with you today. I have watched you since 2017 in the Gossip Girl series and ever since admired your character. You started your career in 1997 until today. Did you always knew you wanted to become an actress ever since you were young? And what inspired you to pursue your acting career? I guess there were so many things I wanted to do and um, wondered how I'd be able to do them all. I was interested in so many things, um, just like I am today, I guess, that, that hasn't changed. Um, and I, I guess I took an acting class in high school. And then um, when I moved to New York, I studied acting. And I wasn't sure, but I thought I would try it because it was it was something that I always really connected to. I loved foreign films growing up and movies. Um, yeah, so it was just sort of a process of, of elimination, I suppose, of different different things that I would would have gone and done. And, and I love the idea of playing different people and always learning and growing and a profession that I could always get better at. And The simplicity of how you put it into words. I want to highlight a point you made. The process elimination of things you would have done. Most often, we fulfill the wishes of others before ours. You eliminated those moments earlier on and you pursued your own desire. Now I have noticed that your role always echoes elegance and power. What characteristics of the roles you played resonate with your personal values? Well, it's interesting because I was, my mom was a model when I was growing up and she was always very chic. She still is, <laughs> has great style and always, you know, decorated our homes very beautifully and and um, again, yeah, she was a model and I, I don't know, she always used to take us to museums and and um, I think it, part, it was partly just seeing her and her friends, probably, mm -hmm. because I was a bit of a tomboy most of my life. I mean, I never, I mean, I didn't wear makeup until really late and <laughs> I just didn't care about all that stuff. Um, and so I think it was more just, you know, being around it and being around people that and also, I always loved magazines, and I used to make collage, collages, and journals with that I would collage with. With and it was it was uh, it helped me be able to visualize and and dream and think of what I wanted. You know, we still make those collages. Some may call it vision boards today. What's interesting is that we, as young girls, see our mother as our example and follow in her footsteps. And within the time, we develop our own characteristics. Recent social behavior studies have shown that within our primary socialization, we find comfort and safety in our mother's presence. We experience abundance of love. We tend to carry that in our secondary stage. My mother has 
been working ever since I know her. Her character is strong and resilient. Today we see the rise of female CEOs and independent influencers. As women, we can both be feminine and a force. My curiosity sparks a question. Have you ever had to choose between those two traits in your latest series? Well, I, I don't think we really have to choose, you know. I think we're unlimited, you know, in our, in our ability to express ourselves. I think we choose certain roles or we're, we think we're limited to acting a certain way. Um, I know so many women that possess so many different qualities <laughs> that are very sexy and beautiful, but yet really strong and powerful in their energy. There's women that are very sort of soft and, and quiet that are powerful in other ways. You know, I think I think we're just each a, a unique individual being expressed uh, through this physical body and how that energy gets expressed is, is wonderful. And yes, we've had so many different ideas presented to us through media, through film, through, you know, uh, culture, right? And I think now, I think, you know, for us to sort of say, okay, who do we just really want to be? You know, again, like we always think of who inspires us or who what qualities do we want to take on or embody? Mm -hmm. What makes us feel good? How do we want to move through the world? Mm -hmm. uh, it's always quite interesting. It certainly is. What qualities we want to take from the media presented to us fascinates me because ultimately it shapes our reality, our confidence, and in some ways influence our social behavior with others around us. I admire the way you speak, Kelly, full of grace, and the calmness in your tone. Yet, I hear receptiveness to new possibilities. Now I understand why you have you have always played the role as the most sophisticated lady in the scene. That's just who you are, is your best self. Now we know that elegance stands the test of time. In your opinion, how would you define the term elegance? Well, I think it's in the mind so much. I think if you have an elegance of mind and thought, you know, because so much of being elegant, I think, is being gracious and present and, you know, knowing that we're all human and we all make mistakes and do silly things and to be really in touch with our humanity. And I don't know, I guess that's what grace is. You know, I think if you just sort of think, what would grace look like for me? Because every person's different how they or how they would see elegance or how they would see depending on where the, where they live in the world and what but I do believe it's it's in the mind it's a mindset of how you treat people uh, how you treat yourself you know in spite of what the world is is you know putting out or other people are doing I think it's also just staying with what you know mm. feels right to you you know Yes, and you know what's interesting about that? We always tend to look up at idealized examples to define these terms. But in fact, as you mentioned, it's all in our own thoughts because we have been injected to the code, the meaning, as it was presented to us in film, magazine. We have tend to believe that that's the only ideal representation when in fact... It's not about the aesthetics, it's about the demeanor. What feels right to you? More importantly, how you treat people. I do believe, in my view, that if there was a number, one rule of foundation of elegance is to respect others' feelings without being narcissistic. And of course, you can be proud of your achievements and share it out loud, but it's the emotion of being 
silently present when you are in someone else's presence and we don't tend to experience that as much anymore we are so harshly in giving reactions or taking actions very quickly so yeah kelly you have worked in industry for over 20 years now <laughs> a million years let's say for a very long time <laughs> <laughs> very long time <laughs> do you feel like you're carrying a sense of responsibility for the younger generation Ah, yes. Well, I, I, I think what I, what I at least look for in the characters is that more, you know, I think, I, you know, there are, I think to have like roles for women, because I think of like the women that I look to, I mean, there was this magazine called, gosh, what was it called? Lear's Magazine. When I, it was like before there was like more magazines which was like women in their 40s and up or something at the time it was such an interesting magazine because it was conversations with women of a certain age and culture and all these things and I was just so hungry for it I was like yes because in in our culture like where has the older where are the elders gone the wise women the you know the, there was there's always been that through history right of uh, and so I, I think I always think that when I play a character or a certain type of character, let's say, because mm. I think we need to embody that ourselves more and more. It's just like, I guess I think of who inspired me. And so when I'm doing things, those those people are still inspiring me. I, I, I couldn't wait to be that woman. Let's put it that way. Like when I, mm. when I saw certain women and I thought, oh, that's the kind of woman I want to be when I'm older. So I think I, everyone's just feeling what I felt, you know, which was yeah. how do you go from here to there um, and become that woman? And what is what is that about? And and so I was always really curious. So it's yeah. nice that people are saying that about me now, because I certainly <laughs> felt that way in my, you know, tw you know, 20s and 30s as well you know especially my 20s which was you know just trying to find out who you know deciding who you're going to be in this world and what kind of a legacy you want to 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 be leave you know behind so yes i hear a lot about how 20s is a stage of entering discovery phase speaking to you makes me think that actually 20s or early 30s is a phase where you are unleashing yourself from what you have been conditioned to do to what you want to do. Being in my 20s, I have come to terms with that transformation phase and just stopped thinking I have to control the outcome. And when I did try, I felt the rush of emotions I could not comprehend where it stemmed from. Have you dealt with a situation where you felt emotionally overwhelmed at set or reading a script? Yeah, it's always interesting, the more emotional things. Sometimes you just have to trust, you know, mm -hmm. and you'll be working with the director and they'll kind of be pushing you to be more emotional here or there. But in life, we don't always cry when you think we'd cry, you know, or I mean, we could be in the midst of a tragic moment and can't stop giggling. It's weird. Like our, our emotions are so bizarre, you know, because or, you know, the tears may come much later in a different scene when you're talking about something else. I mean, I think we've all experienced that. So I I do try to trust that in, in my work. But yeah, I think that's sort of I, I try to just follow life and nature as much as possible. And, you know, it's not always when we, we don't always cry on the moment we think. So I try to mm -hmm. trust the scene and the evolving of a scene to allow it to, to be present when it's supposed to, even if it's not the moment it was written in the script, you know what I mean? Yes, especially when you said the evolving of the scene, 
It's just a beautiful example of being in the present moment. More importantly, about trusting the process. Letting go of the constant need of control you think you have to have to withstand the minor turmoils or breakdowns. Usually, the unpleasant feeling happens when we hold expectations from others, hoping they will resolve whatever it is that's happening. But when you enter an environment, in my opinion, you have to be present in order to see results or whatever that you're after. I mean, it's always good to have a great system support, one you can rely on and helps you resolve situations or discusses situations with you. But not to expect them to create the answers for you. I think that's crucial. Kelly, who has been your support system? Um, who's been my biggest support? That's interesting. I'm like Snoop Dogg, right? <laughs> we all have are having our Snoop Dogg moment. Well, <laughs> God, it was me. It was kind of me. Um, I think, I mean, I, I agree with him. I'm making a joke, but I agree that really ultimately, I mean, we are, we have to be there for ourselves because our supporters may come and go or be caught up in other things. So you have to sort of be there for yourself most of the time. But I've had, I mean, I probably have too many to even name. I've had so much love and support in my life and mm. whether it's my family, family or people that, you know, I've worked with, uh, in my career or you know friendships that i've had or you know i just or or you know even just other people inspiring me and not even there's just so i you know so much support and you know we think the thing that we we don't talk about very often is the support of you know source and the energy of the universe and and our own alignment with what's keeping that connection so there's there's that too and that is that's important Yes, definitely. I like when you mentioned that there are people that inspire us and they don't even know, which is so true. And we tend to learn so much from them along the way. Could you share with us what has been one of the most valuable lessons you have learned? I know just that we continue to evolve, you know, end up in any one identity. And I think that's challenging because you have people kind of projecting things onto you, your identity and what how they see you. You have, you know, the life that you're living. And I think that's true of any profession, to be honest. But um, it's, I think it's just maintaining our own uh, sense of, of se- our own sense of self and our own sense of the ability to continue to grow and expand, you know, limited by, by anything. It reminds me of the book Becoming by Michelle Obama, how we are on this ever-evolving journey. I do believe that today more than ever, we are beginning to understand that we can be more than just one title, where more women are becoming female founders, advocates, and help other women scale their business. The titles are just endless. We are definitely on a journey on becoming more, more, and more. It sparks the question, when is it really enough? One can say that the downside of this movement is we are overwhelmed with the amount of information presented to us on social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, TikTok or YouTube and this theme of living my best life on Instagram has become part of the contemporary culture. I mean, 
how do you deal with the noise that social media feeds us daily? Well, I think we all, you know, we can blame it all on social media, which I understand there's, there's a big argument for that. But also mm. we're choosing all day. We're choosing our thoughts, we're mm. choosing how, what energy we bring into a room. We're choosing who we engage with and how we engage with them and the, the amount of energy we're going to engage with them. We, we're always choosing what we're doing on our phone, what, you know, and your algorithm will tell you exactly what you're doing and what you're choosing uh, to focus on. And so you got to change the algorithm, you know, it's the same with your thoughts, you know, it's like, if you're like, oh, I keep getting these photos of whatever, it's like, okay, I got to stop looking at those because it's enough, like, you know, I'm, I'm over. It's the same with our thoughts, you know, we, if we're thinking something over and over, we're going to start vibrating with it and attracting it into our lives, just like the algorithm. So I think a lot of it is just saying, is you know, saying, I'm choosing this, so then I can shift it, I can shift my focus, I can mm. put the phone down, I can take a little time, but, you, you know, we blame it on that, but we have to take our own responsibility, and yes, it's a part of our lives now in a big way, but we also, you know, take responsibility in managing who we follow, what kind of content we're consuming, what, what energy we're bringing into our field. <laughs> In our field, I like the acknowledging that you have your own space and you don't need to race at someone else's speed to accomplish something. I mean, I believe majority of our actions stems from our responsibility, in my opinion. Responsibility is a tool we often forget to practice because we are in our own comfort zone, like the primary stage. Now, whether you are passive or actively present on social media, the amount of information we obtain from work or inspiration, we forget that the app is consuming our time and taking up space and moment we can no longer replace. Like, for example, we can edit a work post for hours or seconds after it's uploaded, but we can't get back the time we invested. Maybe that explains why the time is moving so fast. Choosing what is worth your time is one I like to share with everyone right now. I'm guilty myself of scrolling down my feed and realize it's been half an hour and I stop immediately. So I certainly need to practice the act of responsibility in taking less time on socials just before sleep or the first thing in the morning. <laughs> Well, and create maybe platforms that are more nourishing because, I mean, where I am right now at, at this tech conference, I mean, you know, I co-founded this app with these two young guys. It's called Wiser. It's W-H-Y-Z-Z-E-R. And in the app store now, we, we just did our first round of fundraising and it's, you know, more nourishing content. It's where thought leaders can have, you know, conversations. It's all about learning and expertise and wisdom and education. So it's just a more nourishing experience to have. Um, so if you're going to spend your time on an app or social media app, it, you know, I think now it's like, okay, we, we realize what it is and we're maybe in this world, but now hopefully pe other people as well are, are out there and they are creating more nourishing content and with, and with people that really know what they're talking about, you know, where it's, it's safe. It's a safe place to go. Okay. These people are all really, really are experts in their fields and you know making education available to everyone and um and make, making it easy for people that aren't content creators 
to create content that, that are really smart and, and really educated, but, you know, yeah. maybe aren't at, into social media, you know, so mm -hmm. that's what, what we've done. And, um, you know, I think that's what you do. You, you be a part of that change and, um, and create platforms that are more nourishing, that if we are going to spend our time in this way, or more from it, or there's more options, let's say. Of, of, of more options in a nourishing way. Who does not like the sound of that? I certainly do. Essentially, what you're creating is a platform where our questions are reasoned by qualified professionals and, you know, in their own expertise and field, allowing the user to be actively present at their own pace. Very interesting. Well, congratulations, Kelly. Now, I'm sure you have watched Disney when you grew up. And if you were to choose a character of today's series or invent one, who would it be and why? Mm, interesting. Um, gosh, there's so many already. Gosh. Um, I, I just think I'd be the one, honestly, that was like in nature with all the animals, talking to a bunch of animals <laughs> and, you know, dan you know, like the sound of music kind of thing. I really, I really love, uh, I really love animals and nature so much. So I think it would definitely have something to do with that. Um, yeah, I don't know what the <laughs> she would do. <laughs> Um, I would think of all the classics, actually, full of grace. Kelly, what is your superpower apart from acting? I think we have them all. I think we each possess them. We just need to have, activate them and, and know that we have them, you know, um, and focus on it and develop it within ourselves. And I think that just takes sort of not being so distracted all the time. I think part of the distraction is keeping us from realizing our superpowers. <laughs> yes, um, activating your superpowers. I've not heard of this anywhere else as profoundly as you have put it into words. What can we do to unlock the superpowers in ourselves? Well, I think it's knowing what, what superpowers you'd like to possess. First of all, I think it's just identifying the things you'd like to amplify in your life or have more of or experience more of. Um, and then getting quiet and, and focusing on that and allowing it to come in, you know, allowing and asking. How often do we ask? You know, some people call it prayer or, you know, you could say, you know, asking or, or saying, you know, please bring more of this into my life or or saying it as an affirmation it's already as if it's already happened you'd look for evidence of it so it is that um is that it's just saying okay even like sometimes you know if you're not feeling well and you get quiet and say to your body i'm asking for an improvement around my health in this area part of my body or this emotion or how i'm feeling really connect up with it and send love to it you know it's like how often do we do that it seems so simple but instead we're running around outside of ourselves that <laughs> so we've been told it's out there when you know really within oh i think we possess all those superpowers i really do i think we each you know and each of us even today have things that we're better at than others but it's it, partly because of how we were raised or genetic you know but i think we have i think we have them 
That's just so true. We are told that it's out there and we need to work extremely hard to obtain the title. When in fact, it's just in our own thoughts, running through our very own fingertips. So for those women who want to wish to pursue an acting career, what would be your advice? Oh my goodness. Well, first of all, is have fun. Enjoy the process. And, and really, because like anything, I think if you love it and you enjoy the process, it's just better the other thing is you know now i think just create your own content create your own stuff you know i mean come up be a storyteller as well you know even if you're out there acting or doing what you're doing you know you can also have time to to create your own thing you know even more now than ever certainly more than when when i began so and i think the other thing is just really approach it like a business you know because like you would approach any business you know, in terms of your administration and accountability and professionalism and, and um, yeah, and I always think you just bring, bring more to the party than is required. You know, if you can always just bring a little bit more to something elevate and elevate it a little bit more, no matter what you're doing, always be so much more rewarding. Yes, and it goes with the saying, taking that extra mile or going that extra mile I've always interpreted differently my understanding then was to surpass the targets and meet the sale when I was working in Harrods and but it was until later actually that I understood metaphorically speaking now is what dessert do you bring to the table right that is baked especially by yourself and then sharing it with others to savor the taste that makes a truly unique experience so really unleashing your true character and unapologetically embracing your qualities and sharing your qualities with others so I think I completely agree with you. Kelly, imagine you are sitting opposite your 18-year-old self today. What would you tell her and why? I would probably tell her not to be so hard on herself and that, um, yeah, that's probably the main thing. I think that I was hard on myself and I think a lot of people are we're too hard on ourselves but I also believe that had I known that my thoughts and my actions were creating things like in other words I you know I was creating I wasn't necessarily taught that that my thoughts and um my words are were creating my reality or at least co-creating my reality so i and i started reading books like that around that time actually i started mm -hmm. reading creative visualization and the artist way and louise hay and other books like that um and so now and then i discovered much later like abraham hicks and um barbara marcianic and stuart wilde all these kind of other fun writers that kind of explain to me or i or through their books or videos oh what i'm doing is creating it so instead of having to go back and fix it later you can realize that you're you're better off waiting to be aligned to do something and do it from an aligned place and then having to go back and fix it in post if that makes sense so yeah. and a lot of it a lot of it's just unlearning so many things that were taught between society and and um 
and our upbringing, depending on who raised us. And you know, I'm sure they everyone's done their best. But um, so it's 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 discovering who you are, separate from society and separate from your upbringing. In other words, picking and choosing what your parents offered that was beautiful and what society's offering up that's beautiful versus just sort of doing it unconsciously, if that makes sense. Yes, it does make sense. There is a book called Stillness is Key by Ryan Holiday. The way in which he has written the book and carefully chosen his words I mean, it's remarkable. There is a quote I like to share where he says that quiet feels so unnatural is a sign of its importance. Seize it. We can't be afraid of silence as it has much to teach us. Seek it. I interpret his saying as stillness has all the answers we seek to find out there. But in reality, it feels like we all want to be fast and furious, racing with or against each other. It's, it's so unnatural and not healthy for the mind or the experiences we actually want to seize at that moment, like he said, like really enjoy the process of what we are making. I know we're all trying to keep up. We just don't know what we're trying to keep up with because it all ends the same. <laughs> why, are we, why are we all racing? You know, it's like we're all racing, you know, to to be so many things. And yeah. and I think that, yeah, you know, I think it's like, I think it's just discovering, you know, I think especially like once you leave home, you know, it's like discovering who you are as as different than everyone else, you know, we, we and, you know, obviously, from the time we're young, we're in school, so we're being told things there, and we have to act a certain way and go along with everything, and and it's just um, it's a lot, you know, and and somehow it doesn't encourage us necessarily to find ourselves, and and I think that this is the sooner you can sort of be on your own, and like you're saying, in stillness, or even if you're in school, you have to create space great there's a great quote by this uh Miriam Hasana I think is how you pronounce it but I love her quotes she's on Instagram but she she said and I'm paraphrasing because that's exactly how it goes but it makes so much sense she said you know you could be an angel walking this earth and somebody could be telling you you're doing it all wrong so I think if we each see ourselves as that angel and just say you know what we are angels and you know I know being a mother and those ba you ba all of the babies come in and they are angels right and so yeah. they come in and they're these perfect beautiful beings and i think what happens along the way is our story right mm. it's like all all the different things that happen along the way but if we were to raise children as if they are angels walking the earth the earth would look very different yeah. we all are here to we're not here to fit in and be be like each other we're here to yeah it, it be examples for other people if they choose to take on those certain qualities that they think are nice about each one of us you know we each all day are inspired by each other um but we're not here to tell each other how to live because yeah. i don't know what your purpose here is do you know what i mean yeah. just like you may not know what my purpose is so a lot of it is just saying, you know, you're an angel walking the earth and you have 
your lessons and I'm going to honor you um, mm. the best I can, you know? So it's, it's really, um, it's, it's a big conversation, right? Cause it, it, there's so much that goes on uh, from the time that we come to earth portal of through the portal of woman. <laughs> Again, so beautifully said, Kelly, I'm moved by the amount of wisdom you have shared with us today. Thank you, really. Thank you for just being so open with us all and sharing your experiences. You're so wonderful. Thank you for your authenticity and for doing what you're doing and having these conversations. It's, it's really beautiful. Did you enjoy our deep conversation? It was thought-provoking for me and I have learned so much from Kelly. I am keen to know what your perspective is. Share it with us or in the comments below. I'm on a mission to find the most authentic voices in the industry. Now we have all heard of and seen the Real Housewives of Dubai. Find out who it will be in the next episode. Do this for yourself and subscribe to keep learning more.